Conesty, how are you? Welcome to the Candlelit Tales podcast. My name is Surika and I'm sitting down on Zoom with my brother. And I'm Aaron and we're going to be chatting about Oshin and Patrick, the next story coming up. Yeah, we're going to talk about Oshin and Patrick. Uh, we're also taking a little bit of a kind of a break. Normally we tell stories uh, on a Wednesday and then chat about them afterwards on a what is it, Sunday or Monday that these podcasts get uploaded? Sunday. I forget. <laughs> Sunday. And seeing as today is actually Mother's Day, we're recording it and releasing it on the same day. A uh, shout out to all the mothers out there. Fair play to you. Cheers, you do a great job. Um, yes. And we're also kind of releasing this as a pr- our first pre-show story chat. Uh, pre-story yeah. chat. Well, we're, I don't know. I've been thinking of this as like the state of the podcast or something like that, because it's a little <laughs> bit of a kind of a recap over the last year and a little bit yeah. of an intro into what this next podcast is, because it's a little bit different. It's coming out on Paddy's Day. But it's also this was the show that started our lockdown. Yeah, uh, yeah, this was yeah. the show that we had. We had half a wheel and sold out for it. We had a tour booked for Oshin and Patrick. Uh, we were calling it Saints and Sinners at the time. Actually, we had a we had a slightly different name. We decided to be clearer for the we're podcast. We're going to be g- going to Balbriggan Wheelands in the main space, the lighthouse over in um, uh, Dunleary, Terenua College, and of course Harbour Bar and Bray. And that was that was kind of our little uh, March tour. And we we're so looking forward to doing it because it's a story we've been working on for a while, in and out, and. We'd done it, Angel Hannigan performed in Wheelands with you the year before in 2018 and, oh, 2019. I'm so bad at times. Yeah. <laughs> it was 2019 that myself and Angel did it in Wheelands. That's right. And again, we've just been kind of... We did something with it in 2018 as well, but I can't remember did, if you yeah. were there or not. I, I think I was, but but we've been playing with the story a few times, you know, and, and just changing the ending or messing around with it because essentially it's the conversations of Oshin and Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. What's the exact title of it again? In Irish, it's Akalav na Signorica. It's the, the conversation of the elders. And sometimes Quilty McRonan is in there actually as well. Mm. But it's this it's this text, I can't remember when it came out or when it was going around, but it's it's a text that there were various different pamphlets of it circulating Ireland at one time with different endings. No way. Where you had some, in some of them, Oshin converts to Christianity and Patrick wins the argument. And in others, Oshin goes like, fuck you, I'm going, I'm going to hell. And, and Oshin kind of wins the argument. And it's a really kind of interesting one because it's, it's very, very clearly like a bit of a propaganda text, like a little bit of a propaganda war going on between, you know, the pagans <laughs> and the Christians of Ireland. Because I think that's one of the things that's sort of fun. And, and we kind of lean into it in this story for the sake of like, narrative simplicity because we have this idea of like St. Patrick arrived, drove out the snakes and then overnight Ireland went from pagan to Christian beginning to end and that's not <laughs> like, that's not remotely how that went down Sure, uh, this was like an ongoing conversation that took centuries 
where mm. and like that, you know, the paganism in Ireland never really went away. It stayed in all the folk superstitions and all of these little traditions about the Brijos and the Ranboys and the and the, the Samhain celebrations. The like fairies themselves, like, you know, Jesus. absolutely. <clears throat> it went nowhere but a little bit underground. And so yeah, we kind yeah, of have yeah. this very, I think, warped idea of Christianity and how it kind of came in and, and like, boom, now everyone's suddenly Christian. And the druids are out, and the and the clerics are in, and it's 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 finished. Um, sure, even the Celtic cross, you know, is such an amalgamation. Well, it's the it's the solar year, the yeah. solar calendar, the Celtic year here behind me, and me, me wall. But for, like for anybody who's watching this on YouTube, <laughs> um, and that's what I'm pointing out. If you're just listening to it, you just <laughs> you, you heard a, a, a mild scratching sound. Aaron is pointing yeah. to a piece of paper on his wall that is the wheel of the year. Uh, wheel but yeah, of the, the year goes round and round. Tell the, us what season we should find profound. All of them. I think all yeah. of them. Um, but yeah, you've got the Celtic cross, which is it's also the Bridget's cross is also a solar cross because the arms are all the same length. Um, and the Celtic sure. cross has a you see it in, in Ireland all around the place. It's a it's a cross with a with a circle around it. And it's a solar cross again. It's it's bringing the pagan and the Christian together. Yeah, and so I think we we kind of enjoy this idea of bringing the Christian into the the mythic and bringing the the pagan beliefs into the conversations with Christianity. And it's it's a fun little dichotomy to to play with, I guess. And it like, is. You know, I think uh, we'll talk about how I guess you know Christianity gets. L- Tired, and we talked about this in the last uh, post show chat as well. Um, kind of with the same brush of the last hundred years and the organized religion and the negativity uh, connotations that it has are like endless in some ways. Mm. And there's also a way of reframing, looking at the the old beliefs and how the old beliefs became the old Christian beliefs, and and you know the amalgamation of of our cultural identity so ingrained with. Uh, these two different belief systems, I suppose. Mm. And, and I think it's it's often been a kind of a dichotomy. Like if you look at the the sort of literary and cultural movements just before the, the 1916 rising and the War of Independence, you had your Yeatses who were all into Celtic pagan Christi- Christianity or Celtic pagan mysticism, mysticism and yeah, Celtic yeah. twilight and all this kind of stuff. And then you had the other uh, side who were like, no, Ireland is Gaelic and Catholic. And it is very like it, it became a very strong identity thing. But I think those two strands have always been around. And I think it's really interesting to kind of look at, you know, what what was Celtic Christianity before it was Catholic versus Protestant and before sure. it was like a church that is entwined with a state and the two very, very, very uh, cozy together and very, very into holding onto their power structures. You know, what what space was this occupying? But yeah, we will talk about that after this podcast. Uh, we're going to yes, have a little cause... we were going to have a little chat about um, kind of, well, yeah, where we are and where we were. So where were we last year? You were talking about. Um, oh, my God, like it's kind tour. of insane. So we love this show when we were bringing it together as a tour in the live thing We're you know, we came as came together as a live performance group. A lot of our podcast listeners who've. Exponentially grown the last year, which is great, and thank you so much, everybody, for joining in, talking to us. I'm going to read out a lovely message we got from a new Patreon supporter in a couple of minutes. But it's just kind of mind-boggling how we've gone from a live performing group, and I guess this time last year we had a really weird moment. We were 
you know, in the la in kind of January, February, March, kind of patting ourselves on the back, saying, "Holy shit, this next month uh, we have a book schedule." Then we're following into um, the Tawn March. Uh, this is going to go into the summer festivals. We're going to have uh, tours mini tours as well as bigger ones bringing us up to basically the end of the year and we were having a tourist show in the Parnell Heritage as well and that was taking off and linking up with some tour guiding that we're going to be doing as well and bus tours over the summer we basically just got to the point where we were actually going to be able to fully pay ourselves pay everyone involved and only work through Candle Tales right yeah that's what we had just managed. for the for the first time for, for the, the first, first time ever. like that was this was our kind of coming into our sixth year of, mm -hmm. you know, from when we started. And like, you know, we've talked about this before. We didn't really start this as like, let's start a business with a business plan and a loan. We just rocked <laughs> up to a pub with some friends and we're like, hey, anybody want to hear a story? And just kind of kept going as long as people turned up. And it has, we have sort of uh, evolved it from there in a rather sure. chaotic wet manner. But like, it was definitely the first year that we were like, oh, this is viably like a career. This is going to mm -hmm. be like paying the rent of everybody involved and actually being like something that is that is profitable, which and like, let's just pause and talk about that for a second, because the arts. Yeah. And there's like, a huge connotation. Of, oh, how dare you kind of consider you like uh, you know, talk about money in this? It's so disrespectful. Like it's so beneath you. There's a real attitude of like hating to to kind of admit that you need to get paid for the thing, right? And I kind of want to just talk about that a little bit. So I, I and I agree with you. I think there's I think there's a couple of things going on because I think there's a real kind of mythologizing of like, you know, the poverty of the artist that like true art own is 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 like cannot be tainted by commercial by by grubby commerce. And like it has to be this thing apart, which is super nice and cool if you happen to be a very wealthy person with a massive fucking trust fund and if you're not you don't get to make art is actually what that does it's like cool if you if you have a if you have your rent is paid by somebody and somebody else is subsidizing you then that's great and if that's not the case you're you're not going to get to do anything because you're going to be so exhausted from working all the time you won't have any time to give your art and so yeah, it's like it's a myth that I think is really destructive for artists. Mm. And like a survey came out in the Irish Times a couple of years ago where it was like, it found that most artists in Ireland and like Ireland is a country that really prides itself on its arts and on its music and on its culture. And like, you know, is is a country that really kind of trades on that image. Um, and it found that most people working in the arts in Ireland were making less than minimum wage. And I remember reading that and going, yeah, no shit. That's that's been my experience of it. That's the experience of most artists that I know. But the other thing like of of this um, idea, and it's frustrated me for years. And I've like to be an actor and to be able to kind of like. Um, you just check your microphone. Sorry, real quick. Because I think it's, it's. Is it too loud? It's war. No, it's warbling a little bit. It feels like the connector might be a little loose. Uh oh, yeah. Apologies. Is that a bit better? Uh, Just make sure it's it's super plugged into your phone and you. No, it's everything. Should okay. be. Um, I got a warble off you, but I think I think it was maybe the. Uh, it might just be the, the internet. So. Apologies, um, and thanks for your patience. But I guess the uh, I lost track of my track of thought here now. Um, you oh, were yeah. talking about. So career-wise, yeah, career-wise, as an art, as a, as an actor, I've always kind of like wanted to be able to work just as an actor, as any Beckett actor wants to, you know. 
And it was getting to the point where it was actually like, oh, I'll actually be able to, or need to more, make a choice between actually performing storytelling live shows and podcast live shows or whatever it was, but live shows versus, uh, you know, being an actor in, in another company or another thing, another, uh, and you can only prioritize uh, paid work over yeah. free time when it's actually paid and when it's a hobby and it's free and it's writing stories. And we've had a lot of time this year to, to be investigating and researching and reading and, you know, we, we're giving ourselves the deadline because every, every, every artist needs a deadline. But to then have, have, yeah, we do. I think everybody does, uh, to be fair. But to have to, um, to encourage, I think, and value our own time, we kind of have to nearly say, look, here's an expensive mic, go do the thing. Here's, mm. here's the headphones, go do the thing to the best of your ability because it's, it's valued. And here's a computer for Oshin and Rue for them to do the, mm-hmm. the post and the mastery. And we're still to a point basically where, you know, word of mouth is spreading and it's great. And we got an amazing write up on a post and uh, Reddit, uh, which just gave us like 400 new subscribers <laughs> on Spotify out of nowhere. We're like, Thanks. Oh, Thanks, Reddit. We were like, wow, shit, word of mouth when you can actually, when somebody like a friend of mine texted me this going, you go, you're getting a lot of love on Reddit. And I was like, oh, damn, we are. And then at the same time, Mushin was like, we just got 200 followers, 400 followers overnight. Yeah. What happened? Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like that that thing of paid work versus work that you are doing for yourself, it it becomes increasingly just an equation that you have to pay attention to. And like, as time goes on and the reality of rent doesn't go away and the reality of bills doesn't go away and nobody just hands you a golden ticket at any point, which I severely resent, by the way. Where the fuck is my golden ticket? I want it. Um, like, sure. You know, you, you start to get to a point where, like, for me, at the start of this year, there was a, there was a choice between can I put more hours into the podcast or do I take a three month temp contract? And like we had a big conversation about this and we were like, well, we we're not we're getting enough money on Patreon to reinvest in equipment. And we're getting the occasional like private gig, uh, you know, video recording or Zoom storytelling, which, by the way, we're available for. And we're getting and we, <laughs> we started doing uh, we're on our second of the the storytelling courses that we were running mm-hmm. over Zoom. And we're, you know, getting getting geared up to do a third and maybe even a fourth. Um, so like we're we're not not working, but at the same time where we were like, no, we're not actually able to pay somebody a wage yet. Uh, we definitely and like, can't pay ourselves for the, the work we're, do, we're doing. Like there's just yeah. no way. We're, like we're not. We're just, like, literally we can't pay ourselves for the amount of work that we're putting into the kind no. of tales as it is. Like and that's like, just how it is. What the way the way the the maths worked out on that was like we we kind of said well we we would potentially be able to pay one person, but because there's four people making this podcast, that seems grossly unfair. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and rather than split it up so that everybody gets a pittance, uh, what we've been doing and what we're continuing to do is just reinvest that money in better equipment so that we can upgrade the output. So like you know the YouTube channel is is getting close to a point where we'll actually get ad revenue from it. Uh, obviously the Patreon page is fucking invaluable and has paid for all of our microphones and headphones and computers and stuff for the last you know year and a half, two years really. Hundred um, percent. And I guess, like, just one, the one thing that artists seem to be getting pigeonholed into, and there's a lot, there is a lot more funding, and there was a whole, whatever, 50 million thing put into, like, supporting people who are 
um, you know, in, in the music industry that couldn't uh, work or gig, but sure, the time for the application to put in, to then wait for the results and all of that, you kind of have to pay yourself to even do those applications. And unless you're able to afford 500 euro to take out that amount of time, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard, especially for a scatty brain person. There are those people who are more diligent and, and kind of, but for oh, the scatty brain of us, look, there is a whole element of, and there's just something, I, there's a t- top down kind of supporting the arts thing that's great and needed. And it's, you know, corporates do it as well and mm-hmm. uh, communities do it and county councils do it. And that's fantastic. And you need that. But it, you also need the bottom up supporting mm-hmm. the people who you want to see grow. And that's what Patreon does. And it's kind of amazing because I've become a pat- patron supporter for, for other people now kind of going, yeah, I actually, mm-hmm. I can just be one of the people to throw kind of change into the jar here and see that grow. And it's, it's a little bit, but it makes a huge amount of art to it us. It makes a huge difference because it's it's that economy of scale thing where like, you know, $2 a month out of your pocket or two euro out of your, uh, a month out of out of one person's pocket isn't isn't a massive amount. But when you've got like 300, 400, 500 people doing that, it is sure. a massive amount. Sure. So like sure, sure. it's a it's a wonderful way of like crowdsourcing kind of patronage. Which is yeah, the old, yeah. which is I think where they got the idea or, or the name from, which is the old idea of the artist having yeah. a patron, which goes yeah. back to that thing of like you can't make art unless somebody subsidizes like, it. The Medici. Well, like oh, that was such that was a tradition. The Renaissance it was tradition Remember, before the Renaissance as well, where people had painters that they just paid to be their 100%, painter. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But like it's so funny to think back of the greatest celebrated time of art and kind of go, the Renaissance happened because it was privately funded. That's what happened yeah. there. A load of money just got pumped into the arts. Remember Cause it was, that. <laughs> absolutely, because it was a status thing. Like the arts needs money. If we if we keep insisting on making it so that everybody has to pay money to live, the arts sure. needs money. So, sure. like, so you know, so, that's, I mean, that's a thing. My, my thing with it is like kind of also everyone is an artist. Everyone has capacity to be creative. And so there there is this like I, I everyone is kind of creative and yet you know, should everyone just get paid for doing their art and whatever? Like the, the there's, there's there's some resistance, I think, inbuilt in, in us, even in me and in t- talking about it and kind of going, yeah, but like everyone can kind of do it. You just shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be, you know, it's five euro. It's not, you know, for a ticket. There's a little like, resistance, you know. I feel like sometimes. that's a very Irish thing as well to be like, oh, sure, it's only me in my little shed. I'm sure Jesus <laughs> don't be looking at me at all, at all, at all. Sure, anybody could do that. And it's a bit, there's, a, there's definitely a thing that we have of like, you know, don't fucking ask for people to listen to you. Don't like, I mean, I don't send my friends my podcast. Jesus Christ. Can you yeah. imagine being like, hey, listen to me talk for an hour? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there <laughs> for the people that? who want to uh, listen to it. Yeah. Speaking like the of the self promotion thing, which is kind of, you know, coming back to the Reddit thing we talked about earlier, mm. myself and Ushin set up a subreddit for Candlelit Tales about six months ago. And then we're like, but both of us feel way too weird to be like, hey, here's our thing. Go check it out. So we just didn't. And then somebody else posted about us on Reddit. We were like, oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Because <laughs> yeah, it just feels I, so fucking eggy to promote yourself like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, but there's at the a whole showing up online. But at the, at the same time, it is that it is, you know, that's what we're kind of talking about is like, this is the uh, this is the place that we're at with it now. We went, we took such a swing from this time last year and the massive amount of gigs we had lined up, lined up to podcasting, relying on word of mouth online, seeing that grow, having seen how much that's grown over the last year, 
and getting the feedback from people online. Speaking of, right, this is a recent one, right? A new, a new patron supporter, Liz, Liz Hinton, emailed us in. And I just have to read this out. It's just fucking great. And like, these messages crop up everyone again. And I, I'm sorry for our YouTube posting people and um, people who posted on our YouTube comments. Uh, I'm going to get back. I've read them all and I, my phone's a bit glitchy. Anyway, uh, we'll be getting back to the comments. I've just been slightly slow on the uh, the YouTube kind of following up, but I love hearing uh, from all of you and it's amazing. It's so encouraging. Like I pop it into our, our little group chat and I go, boom, and everyone just gets like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do that thing. I'm the re remastering or I'm going to redo that podcast. I'm going to redo the voice. You know, we just, we love it. So the, so whatever about I've just chatted about money and supporting and all that kind of stuff. Yes, but also this. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, hello, kind of tales. Uh, listen to my mother. Uh, actually, you, yeah. Um, Can you just um, move the screen so that you're still talking into your mic? I was going to say, this, do you want to read it out? Uh, yeah, you can send it to me if you want me to read it out. I can do that. Yeah, because I think um, because I I got my uh, T. Uh, well, I just think phone in front of me. Also, yeah, that. Uh, and you know, I'm just you're better at reading things out. I don't know why I'm always little And it's a female voice, so I think it'll work. Um, but this is just goes to show the kind of the, I guess the heart warming notion and, and stuff that's that we get sometimes that when we like actually need a little bit of a boost of morale uh so like this comes in and it's just you know another diaspora another person from across the pond listening to old stories and there's been so many uh, this is just a very relatively recent one and yes. it's really nice to to be able to connect and thank you very much for sharing all of your comments and all of your posts um with us so sorry could you want to read out uh liz's sure I have it now from Liz Hinton. Hello, Candlelit Tales. I'm Liz Hinton, a mother, registered nurse and witch from BC, Canada. <laughs> I found your podcast by accident a couple of months ago and I've finally listened from beginning to now. I look forward to listening and sharing these stories for as long as you keep making them. The girls at work certainly like hearing me try to retell pieces of them. And we had a great time welcoming the first baby of Im Imbolg this year. I'm also Irish. My great grandmother and grandfather were supposed to come over on the Titanic. And thanks to the goddess, they didn't because it didn't line up with the timing of the crop they had to get to Canada for, or my line would be at the bottom of the ocean. Thank you so much for who you are and all you do. You brought so much light into this dark and depressing time. When I put my earbuds in and hear your voices come on, I get to go somewhere I need to be for my own mental health and wellness. Your podcast is food for my soul, keeping my candle lit. Liz which is a gorgeous message. And thank you so much, Liz. And I love the, I love the number of like, you know, witchy pagan types who just find our podcast and absolutely love it. And it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, I was very excited by that because like, you know, she, not only is she connecting with us, yeah, I mean like fuck's sake, she's also a witch and she's also telling the stories, which is the main thing. It's the main point, you know, like, I, as I in this story, you know, repeat the trials of the Fianna, and you hear it on Wednesday, and you go, you go back. There's the running through the forest. There's the jumping. There's the skill. But the last one always is to be able to regale these stories for any one of the Fianna to be able to bring a Roman to tears. And Liz, I don't know if you can see, but you just brought me to tears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean that's not hard. That's not. Hard. <laughs> it's not hard, but it's. Yeah, I'm grown, so no. I mean, you are still counts. you are still technically grown. 
<laughs> Technically a grown man child always. Uh, it doesn't, yeah, you've brought a grown man child to tears. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, oh, was it? The, oh, yeah, no, it was, when, it was when we were doing that video recording and you decided to start tickling me halfway through and I just turned around to you and went, you are 32 years old. Oh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't fair. Oh, I didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. I was like, all right. I know. Ah. Okay, fuck, don't say it out loud like that. I don't feel okay with it anymore. Damn it. It was it was just I had to do it. It was just a very like, what the fuck is my life, man? Oh my god. Here I am with my with my younger brother who's going live, 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 live. And I'm like, we're like A of all, we're at work. Our job is weird. Our job is telling a story to a camera right now, which is already a lot. And B of all, what are you doing? What? What? I mean, I occasionally look in the mirror. I, I occasionally have that thought about myself as well, where I'm like, this is, you're at a weird point in your life. Mm. <laughs> this is a weird life that you've made. It's, it's good. I like it. But it's just every now and again, I'm like, huh, that's what you're doing, huh? That's huh. uh, <laughs> well, it's a choice. <laughs> it's a strong choice. Strong choice. And speaking there of choices, choice. we're, we're going to be like using... Like we're choosing to use the uh, support that Liz, amongst others, are chipping in for uh, for a new um, iPad of some sorts for Gareth, who poor man hasn't been able to illustrate a kind of little tales <laughs> for ages because he, the battery was gone in his iPad. Uh, but also, uh, Oshin's upskilling, doing an animation thing at the moment. We're looking to monetize your YouTube. We're looking at kind of ways of even just putting more videos up on YouTube. Mm. The Saints and Sinners show from 2019 is going to go up on we, uh, on on YouTube as well. So, so if you if you want to support us and you can't afford Patreon, uh, which is totally mm. fair, uh, you can like that's a way of supporting us as well is to actually go and like because once our views hit a certain number of hours, that'll that'll start to show ads, which I know nobody likes, but like it. The ads mean that the person you're watching is going to get some money. So, well, you know, embrace it. <laughs> a friend of mine, we went for a hike and I I hope, by the way, just FYI, I hope people can go for a long walk on Patrick's Day. And this is what I always do. Like, it's it's famous for having the parades and Patrick's Day is famous for having, like, the, the drunken, disorderly uh, in, in amongst the towns and cities. I've always gone for a long ass walk. I've gone for a hike. I've linked up with friends and I've hiked somewhere. It's usually a mountain I haven't climbed. We call them mountains here in Ireland when people from hmm. the, the Americas come there. Like, they're just hills, though. They're not really That's because they just don't have, like, they're very old mountains. So they have soil <laughs> on them. Okay. But technically, <laughs> they're, they're old, old, flattened mountains. They're old and they're round. And we name them after boobs sometimes. What? <laughs> The Paps of Anu. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's get down there. So yeah, I'm not sure which mountain I'm going to climb, but I, I, I'm kind of hoping we'll be able to release this and people, some people can just go for a fucking walk, get out, yes. listen to this story, listen to the conversation because it's an old, it's a long one and we've decided to put it together in a, a kind of a new way, um, mm. in a longer way. And Rue has worked on the music. We're going to our next week, I guess, our next uh, post-show chat will be uh, about the stories and the themes. And I guess it, just to give you a, a heads up before you listen to it, that it'll be quite a long one. Uh, it is quite different. Rue worked mm -hmm. on the instrumentation of it quite a lot and brought in some, I guess, uh, old style kind of trad. I, I won't mention who. He, yeah, kind of 70s revival trad music. Uh, sure. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that uh, in next week's post show about 
the design of it. But yes, I think a good heads up is that this is going to be a longer piece. Uh, it is the conversations of Oshin and Patrick. And we very much hope you enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, I guess without further ado, we'll uh, we'll leave that now because uh, this has been, I mean, a good long chat uh, for our pre-show chat of Oshin and Tiernan Oak. Uh, we really do appreciate everyone reaching out to us. I hope you're having a good Mother's Day if you're listening to it on Mother's Day or if you had a good Mother's Day or you have a good mother. In fact, I hope you do. Uh, or if you don't, well, good riddance to her. Um, or something. Jesus Christ, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know. Like, you know. I don't know. Listen, I'm if it's... Trying. If, yeah, we're trying to be inclusive here. We're trying to include everybody. <laughs> Not everybody has a great relationship with their mom. A... And you know what? That's fine. That's okay, That's fine. too. That's grand. You can be a little bit bummed that you didn't have the mother you deserved today <laughs> oh, and just take a little bit of time. And that's fine. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so we will leave it there. Happy happy Sunday, everybody, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you again next week. Yeah, bye, guys.